The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat, while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Saturday, October 28th. I know you're very busy getting ready for Halloween, but we are here answering your financial questions. If you have something on your mind, if you're thinking there's just two months left in the year, what should I do? Do I need to start my year-end tax planning and financial planning right now? The answer is yes. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. And if you are really uptight about the end of the year, well, then why don't you join us for Jill on Money Live? We've got our December session scheduled with certified financial planner, Dan Forbes. He's the guy that I actually trained when I was a young advisor and he is in the business and he has a lot of great information. So if you'd like to join us, subscribe to Jill on Money Live for $35. You'll have access to quarterly live webinars like the year-end planning webinar in December and a lot of other bonus content like interviews with cool people like Diana Henriquez and Jean Chatsky and uh, all sorts of fun people who are coming up. So check it out. 35 bucks. You can get that at Jill on Money Live. Also, if you're on the website, you can always buy my book, The Great Money Reset, and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. It gets you ready for the weekend. Right now, let's talk to Tim, who's on the line from Rochester. I'm not calling to ask if I can retire. We are already enjoying freedom. Yes. When we listened to one of your podcasts recently about financial literacy, it made me think about my history. In the early 80s, I was just starting my career in corporate America, and a very senior colleague took a shine to me, and he gave me a book. The book's name was High Finance on a Low Budget. He was a super nice veteran of the company who was about to retire and said to me, Tim, make your money work harder for you than you work for it. So I have two questions, Jill. 
Okay. By the way, I love the lead up. So it's like great context. Fantastic. And you are now uh, retired. How old are you? So I'm 62 and my wife is 60. Mm -hmm. And I've actually been retired for five years. We always had a plan to stop working as soon as we could. My wife and I have things we needed and wanted to do. We find our sense of purpose every day. We learn to live below our means. We value the compound interest. We carry minimal debt. We have an estate plan. We have an emergency fund, uh, a modest future pension for my wife. And we plan to defer our Social Security as long as we can. So here's my questions, Jill. We've been encouraged to move our non-tax deferred investments from a small brokerage firm to in-kind accounts, which was a new term to us, at a large financial management firm that we now use to tax plan. And we, they help us with uh, you know, spending our hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. In this part of our retirement portfolio, we have about a half a million dollars in these taxable accounts in over four mutual funds. We bought them in the early 90s through a friend who at the time worked at a large retail investment company. Mm -hmm. The dividends and investments have been reinvested. The money has grown significantly and we have not touched it. Okay, wait. So let me just pop in here. So this is a taxable account. There's a half a million dollars. It's four mutual funds. There's loads of capital gains inside of these funds, correct? Exactly. Yes. And uh, do you mind me asking which mutual funds these are? So Invesco. Putnam, Fidelity, and the Rochester Muni, it's a Muni fund. Okay, and a Muni bond fund. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and their investment classes are A and M. Do you have any idea what your cost basis is in these? Just so We threw out a lot of our paperwork. My wife is a needaholic. She threw a lot of that out. But yeah. I mean, that was kind of my question is we would have to calculate that and and to be able to, you know, declare our capital gains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, like you can guess, you can say like, you know what, I think it's, we put 50 grand or, you know, you could say, uh, we think we put $10,000 in four different funds for $40,000 and now it's 500 grand, which by the way, would not be so astonishing given the, given the time horizon, because you're talking about the nineties, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go back for a second. 500 grand in these four funds. How much is in the traditional um, retirement accounts? So we have about two and a half million dollars saved across uh, a consolidated portfolio with Vanguard. Mm-hmm. And we're using their personal services to help us with the tax management, the withdrawal, all of the spending stuff, which is a lot harder than the saving stuff was. Right, right. Um, about two and a half million. And my wife's going to have a small pension. And again, we've been listening and we've learned so many things that we're just going to apply in the coming years. But to take this half a million dollars and to move it to from this small brokerage firm to Vanguard in kind, is there, is there okay. any downside to that? No, because what they say in kind, here's what it means. It just means you're basically saying, I have four pieces of furniture in a house. One piece from Invesco, one from Putnam, one from Fidelity, and one in this muni bond fund. And what I'd like to do is I'm going to take it from my old house. I'm going to move it into my new house. And you're just going to move it as is. That's what an in-kind transfer means. It just means that they're taking the assets and you don't have to sell them, by the way. So an in-kind transfer literally means it just moves as is, okay? Got it. And the reason why that might be helpful for you is number one, it consolidates everything, right? And into one place. It also might help in terms of your tax planning. So in terms of pulling money from these accounts, have you been pulling money out to uh, float your lifestyle right now? No, not really. Again, mm-hmm. we're 
we've been trying to burn down the IRA, traditional IRA, because the RMD is going to kick in and it's mm-hmm. a, kind of a substantial amount of money. So we've heard you talk about, you know, which groups of money to take first and which last. And that's been a great, you know, benefit to listening to your program, hearing people talk about that all the time. But the answer is no. So we haven't taken any out. And how much are you pulling from that IRA account? Every month, about $10,000. And that's your um, only income that, let, let's call it that hundred twenty grand a year is like pretty much your only income currently, right? Correct. Okay. And is that what your need is, that $10,000 a month? Actually, it's a little more, but you know we've been building up our emergency fund and we're doing a few other things to support our family and our lifestyle. We've been very fortunate to wait this out, but so it's probably a little bit more. We have no debt, Jill, which is, mm-hmm. you know, again, one of life lessons. You said a two and a half million dollars is partially traditional, partially Roth. How, I presume there's a way more money in traditional, right? Correct. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you're in the 22% tax bracket. You pull that money out. What is the guesstimate on your social security if you were to wait until your full retirement age? So my wife and I will both get a little over three thousand dollars each. Each, yes. Okay. So and then what's how much is her pension? So it'll probably be forty thousand dollars. Hmm, that's not bad. No, it's good. Oh, that's good. Exactly. So really, by the time you have the pension and your social security, you're you're in great shape. You pull a little money out of the IRA as you stay in this 22% tax bracket, which I do think is good. This is a good game plan. It's a great game plan, actually. Moving the money into the into the account with Vanguard makes sense. I think that, look, you're not really pulling money out of those taxable accounts right now. The, the idea would be to come up with some strategy about what we're going to do with that. So let me ask a couple of questions. Number one, do you have kids? Yes, they're both launched and in a great position in life. We're very proud of them. Fantastic. Do you guys consider yourselves charitably inclined? Yes. Have you ever heard of something called a donor advised fund? So I have, but I'm not familiar with it. Tell okay. me. So here's what the cool, this is a very cool thing to do. So a donor advised fund basically is a fund that you can set up and I'm sure you can do it at Vanguard very easily. I know you can do it at Fidelity. They have one as well. But at Vanguard, what they, what they would do is they set up a fund and they say, this is for your charitable giving. And you can decide when you put money into this account. You don't have to give the money away the minute you put it in, but what you can do is let's just pretend, let's say that um, you look at your funds, right? And you say, you know what? Eh, this Putnam fund stinks. Let's just pretend. And then let's just, again, let's say there's $100,000 in there. You could essentially say, I want to put the $100,000 from that Putnam fund into a donor advised fund. You could do it in one fell swoop. You can do it a little bit at a time. You can do it however you want. And what that does is it allows you to say whatever today's mark, current market value is goes into the donor advised fund. And as soon as it hits in the fund, it gets sold. Okay. But there's no tax liability to you because it's going into a charitable fund. And why is that so cool? Because it really allows you to leverage the idea that you've saved all this money and you don't have to harvest the gain that you've realized. Again, it only works if you're charitable, right? But you could essentially say, 
I'm going to put a bunch of money into this charitable fund. I'm going to use the money that has been building up in these taxable accounts. I don't have to pay any tax on that. And I don't have to give this money away. If, if you put in 20000 or fifty or or 100 you don't have to give it away all at once. You can give it away over time. The aspect of this that could be very interesting for someone in your shoes, you and your wife's shoes, is that you might say one year, you know what? We're going to take more money out of the IRA account, and we're actually going to pop up into the 24% tax bracket. In the year that you do that, you might want to take a bigger charitable deduction. And you might put more of your money into this donor advised fund. I think you guys are very prime examples of folks. If again, you have to be charitably inclined, but and it doesn't cost anything. It's not like you're setting up a foundation. You're just using a different account to distribute money charitably. And the cool thing is, as I said, the timing is really good. If, if God forbid, one of you dies before the other, you could each have a charitable fund. You could have it set up so that you, one can give away after you pass away. But this is a way that you can really take the money that has grown, use it for good and not pay a tax on it. It's kind of cool, right? Yes, I love and it. So I think that's something to consider. And by the way, moving everything over, making that in-kind transfer, you'll be able to facilitate a lot of this tax planning with the person. Do you have a dedicated person at Vanguard or do you get whoever you get when you call? No, we have a great advisor. We do the personal advisory services. So it's only like 0.3. And so. Okay, great. Fantastic. And it will allow you to feel like you can take advantage of a year when you have a big tax year and a year where you don't have such a big tax year. And you can let this money kind of percolate. You know, look, the only downside is I think that once it's in the donor advised fund, it usually sits in cash. But so what? You're going to give it away and you'll figure it out. I think it's a great idea for you. So we now have dealt with your in-kind transfer, your low basis taxable account, you're pulling money out of your IRA and you said there was a second question. What was that? So my second question is, before my wife and I retired, we contributed as much as we could to an HSA, a health savings account. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we've spent most of this money. A month mm-hmm. before I retired, I had a major health event. I actually was coming out of spin class and I had a blood clot in my heart. I was very, very, very fortunate that my first responders and healthcare providers at the ready. So one bad thing happened and many, many good things happened. Holy crap. Wait a second. Let's just go back for this for a second. You come out of spin class. What are you feeling like? Just so I can monitor myself on my bike and of course, freak out every time I think I feel. What was the symptom you felt? I I was pretty self-aware and I didn't have anything in my jaw or my left arm, but across my shoulders, I felt really tight. And my wife had just left to go home to get ready to go to work. It was a snowy day here in Rochester. I went over to stretch and my shoulders got tighter and I started that shortness of breath. And again, it's a long story, but two hours later, I was sitting in recovery saying, what the heck happened? God. I know. I mean, I was going to retire a month after that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm so happy you're well. So, but you drained all the money out of the HSA in this whole process. Is that what you're saying? Just about. I mean, and, and I'm not complaining. We're very fortunate. Yeah. We have a high deductible health care insurance, but we still pay a lot of money for recurring visits and monthly medicines. And, mm. and I'm not complaining, but I'm just wondering, are there any options to contribute to the HSA? Mm. Can you get a job again? You want to get a job? If you do that, then you can. 
but if you don't have a job, you can't. Earned income then, right? Yeah, unfortunately. How much are you paying for your insurance, your health insurance right now? I'm not going to give you exact number, but it's gone up quite a bit. I mean, healthcare in retirement, especially pre-Medicare, is pretty expensive, even though here in Rochester, we have competition and it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't kill us, but it's a big number. Is it 20 grand a year-ish? Yes. Okay, good. That's okay. You have the money to pay for it. And I'm glad you asked about the HSA. It, it's very expensive, but you know what? You're right. This is a three to five year problem right? Three years till you get Medicare. You'll have supplemental Medicare, right? Your cost of healthcare is going to go down five years from now. It will be lower. There's nothing you can really do unless for some reason you get a job, which doesn't sound like you are. Like I said, thank God you have the money. You're in great shape. You're in fantastic shape. If you would like to join us on the air live, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and then you complete the form. That form is basically your email, but if you want to join us live, check the box. Mark does everything else. Don't forget to check out all of the great stuff that lives on our website. And if you are not a subscriber to this website, of course you can do so wherever you find your favorite podcasts and on the Odyssey app or wherever. It doesn't matter to me. Just find us. Okay, excellent. And if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.